welcome to hello 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 and tonight at monday what 43rd 44th episode john 45th oh my god is going into our 12th uh into our 12th month it's amazing yes and the crowd goes wild ah. all right well as we continue to evolve as we talked about a couple of weeks ago and change the not the premise but the model of the show into a panel show tonight we're going to have two guests one here live that i'm going to introduce to you in a minute and one on the screen behind me uh, beaming in from texas and um we're going to have a very very interesting show with this panel of two and soon we are going to be expanding to a panel of three, and that's where we're going to uh, keep the show forevermore, unless we get really large and we need a panel of hundreds. Who knows? It know. just depends how big we get. But for, as always, let me just give a premise of the show. Uh, as uh, Last week we had a little bit more than 42,000 viewers that watched our show um, with Ms. Uh, Julie Gelbax. Uh-oh, Mark, that's not her name anymore. Julie what? Julie Hollander. Julie Hollander. I'm sorry. I knew it too long as Julie as Gelbox came on and talked about cruising, which is the number one vacation for seniors. A little bit outside our our normal um, topics of long-term care and life insurance and in-home care. Not quite as serious and somber, but important because we have to have a quality of life after 62 uh, when we're healthy enough to enjoy it. So again, the premise of 62 Who Knew for our first-time viewers is very simple. As people approach 62, the idea of retirement gets more and more prevalent in their mind. And as I've said many times before, our fathers, their fathers, their fathers before them, they all had the same thoughts. Should we pay off our house? Did we get to pay off our house? Did we save enough money? Should we invest in annuities or should we invest in CDs or the stock market? Uh, do we need long-term care insurance? Should I take my Social Security at 62 years old, or should I defer to the later date? The questions are endless, and every generation has those same questions, those same obst obstacles to overcome. Until my generation, until the baby boomer generation. What is today, the 24th? I am 10 days away from being 61. Um, and in this generation, we have one slightly different obstacle, and that obst obstacle is longer lifespans. No one can deny that scientific improvements, medical breakthroughs, and technologies over the last 20 to 30 years have prolonged lifespans like never before in the history of man. Now if you make it to between 62 and 65 in the United States of America, the odds are better than 50-50 that you're going to make it to 90. So where our fathers and grandfathers plan for a future after retirement of possibly 10, 15, at best, 20 years. Now you have people sitting down and saying to their financial planner or their children or their trusted advisor, we're going to live another 30 years. Who knew? Thus our name. So every weekly we like to have a topic and national guests to say how really can we get from 62 to 90 or 95 or like our friends at the Weissman Institute have told us when they were on the show, which very well could be 95, 100, or 105 years old in the very near future. So that's what 62 Who Knew is all about. We bring you these kind of guests, and without further ado, I'm going to introduce today's two-person panel. Two we have a panel. We're making history, okay? <laughs> so first we'll do the nice lady that is the nice young lady that is here who was nice enough to come 
with almost no notice. I called her on Friday and said, I want to do a panel show. Can you come? And she went, I'm on my way. Diane was on three weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was Only sure. three weeks ago for the first time. Ms. Diane Daniels is the founder of the Medicare Nation, which is the largest podcast in the country on the topic of Medicare. Uh, she's also a very well-known national spokesman and expert on the topic of Medicare and Medicare supplements. And your show three weeks ago was one of our most widely watched shows, not only thanks to you, but proving that this topic is just relevant for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's our first guest. Who is our second guest? Our, our second guest is a man that has been is becoming uh, more regular uh, on our show. Not that he's irregular, but more regular on our show. He is um, just, I mean, it's hard to describe when you are personal friends with a guest. Uh, not only his knowledge and his caring about the long-term care insurance world is known throughout the country, but his passion for what he does, uh, how he does it, how he passes on knowledge to others. Um, Mr. Mark Goldberg is known throughout the, uh, uh, throughout the country. Uh, with his level of profession and, as I said, passion about the long-term care insurance world. And he is going to be one of our regular guests on our panel because long-term care insurance seems to weave its way into almost every topic that we talk about. So uh, Mark is going to become a regular guest on the show. And, of course, his company um, has agreed to be our national sponsor uh, for uh, long-term care insurance and other related products. So, again, without further ado, from Texas, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that is just too sweet to be sour, Mr. Mark Goldberg. Welcome, Mark. Wow. Rhyme. Did you hear that? Yeah. I am. He rhymed like a Muhammad Ali-type rhyme. I kind of channeled Dusty Rhodes for my wrestling fans out there. That's pretty good. um, Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. But that's what you are to me. Oh, boy. How did you arrange this? Beauty and the Beast again. You bring on these beautiful guests, smart (laughs) as a whip, and bring me on to, to like, dumb down the curve. My My mother didn't raise ignorant children. Yes, I see that. I see that. Okay. Well, this is going to be a very rare show. It's going to be a rare show because, A, it's the first time we've had two people. We've had two people before, but one for 30 minutes and then the next one for 30 minutes. Never two at a time, and and soon we will uh, be doing three at a time. And that's where we're going to stop at three. But um, when I say it's rare, not only because it's our first panel show, it's because I'm not going to be doing much speaking, Ah. which I have a feeling that's going to be a very common thing when we have three experts on the show um it's important too michael that you stop at three yeah why can't go beyond three because because after three you don't know who to thank yeah that's true that's true (laughs) so we are going to do this but the truth of the matter is i'm going to set it up and then i'm going to let you guys go i do want to remind the audience which i never do but please go to ww if you're already on uh slash live you'll come to our show scroll down go into the chat room last week we had several questions many questions i'm looking at them um, and i'm embarrassed to say and i didn't look at the chat room this is becoming more of a involved show it's not just us talking that's our audience so i don't want to make that mistake tonight go to the chat room on webeam tv if you have questions on medicare medicare supplements long-term care insurance policies life insurance policies with long-term care riders, what is known as a hybrid policy, please send in your question and we will answer them on air. 
And if you send in too many or you see this as a repeat Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. please still send in your questions and Mark uh, or Diane will answer you during the week. But again, I'm just going to set this up just a little and then I'm going to let you guys go at it because you know we have Medicare, which is a government entitlement program. It is for all. You turn 65, you get Medicare in this great country. Your adversaries or your detractors would say, you know, it's getting ready to go bankrupt. It's in terrible shape, blah, blah, blah. But Medicare helps this nation every second of every day. Um, Then we have the private look at it, long-term care insurance, which as a layman I think is needed in addition to Medicare. And then, of course, there's that question of Medicare supplemental policies, which is paid for privately, Mm -hmm. and you two have to correct me if I'm doing this wrong, um, and what kind or what should you really do for that extra 20%. So um, I'm going to let Mark ask a question because you asked a few when we were on the phone earlier. You know, many people just – I know so many people in the industry, I'm going to stay away from Medicare Part B. Um, I wouldn't bring that up to a client if my life depended on it. Blah, blah, blah. You have to go MedSup. You got to go private. And then I know insurance experts exactly the opposite. So I'll ask the first question. I changed my mind. You're not asking me. He changed his mind now. Changed my mind. I saw that. He changed his mind. It's the host prerogative. (laughs) Why is it like that? One extreme to the other. And to you, and this is your expertise, what is your answer when somebody says Medicare Part B? or a private Medicare supplemental policy? Well, we contribute into the FICA taxes our entire life, right? Mm -hmm. And by contributing into the FICA tax, which is the Federal Insurance Contribution Act, uh, we're paying towards our contributions ourselves towards Social Security and Medicare. Mm -hmm. So when we turn 65, we want that Medicare Part A and Part B available to us. All right. So part A is your uh, I like to call it is where you're going to stay overnight. So the most common place you're going to stay overnight is in a hospital. So as an inpatient, that's part A in a hospital. Also, uh, part of hospice is under part A of Medicare. Okay, you can have that in your home or in a facility. Mm -hmm. And if you stay overnight in a skilled nursing facility, that's part A of Medicare. Now, that's going to come free of premium to you as long as you put in uh, your contributions into FICA for 40 quarters, mm-hmm. all right, or 10 years of your life. Part B is considered optional. And Part B is all the out services of Medicare, where you get treatment and you get diagnosed and you're going to see your doctors and you're going to have preventative services where you don't stay overnight. Right. So it's so easy if you just break it up. If you're going to stay somewhere overnight, it's Part A. If you're not going to be staying anywhere overnight, it's Part B. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. But it's optional for Part B. And a lot of people don't know that. And that gets them into trouble if they're still working after they're 65 and they don't know. They think they have to take it. They don't know they can delay it mm-hmm. while they're under an employer plan and things like that. So contributing into FICA your entire life, you here you go. You're 65. You're ready for Medicare. Part A is going to come free of premium to you when you turn 65. Part B, people need to do their due diligence and find out should they take Part B when they're turning 65 or should they delay it because they're still working and they're on an employer plan and it's a good enough employer plan that the benefits under the employer uh, is going to be cost effective for them instead of having to pay the government Part B of Medicare. Mm-hmm. OK, and they sh- they might delay that until they finish with that employer's retirement plan and they retire. 
or they leave to, to go do something else. Right. So it's there, but they have to do due diligence to find out if they should take it when they're turning 65 or if they should wait. So that's the original thing they have to do. Then they've got to decide if they do take Part B, are we going to just stay on original Medicare? Are we going to add a Medicare a supplement to original Medicare? Or are we going to add a Medicare Advantage plan to manage all of my medical health care? Mm-hmm. So these are a lot of options that, and things that people have to think about. And it's very confusing, very convoluted and complicated. Absolutely. The rules and regulations change all the time. And... Quite frankly, the Medicare.gov site, it's gotten a tiny bit better, but I'm on there every day with clients. It's, it's not the best tool <laughs> for someone to be on. It could take hours and hours you know, for someone to find the information. You do need um, a, you know, a person that's a specialist or expert in that field to help you with this, uh, to, to navigate through all these the waves of rules and regulations and plans to help you decide what you're going to do. And Mark, your opinion on, like I said, the, the schism that I always see, no, I'm going to stay away from it no matter what. No, you should. It's just amazing how there's two opposite ends of what people think about this, and it affects everybody. No, I, first off, it's been a pleasure to be back on the show and um, uh, with such a knowledgeable guest. I mean, um, uh, you know, Diane's the queen of Medicare, so I defer to her on these subjects. But I got to say, I can't imagine how anybody would go forward once they reach um, 65 and not have take full advantage of the Medicare that they rightfully earn through their tax deductions or tax contributions the entire time, but also put the um, supplements and or Medicare Advantage in place. The real question for me is which one is is the better solution, and I don't think there's a clear answer. I think it's something that's got to be analyzed on an individual basis as to what's the better answer supplement or the or medicare advantage and again that's where diane's expertise comes in comes into play was i wrong in saying that this is an entitlement because i I should know that i'm an employer i'm always matching people's funds and their social security um so because they did give into their fica account they paid for this. This isn't an entitlement, is but it? They did pay for it. Yeah, so exactly. Really, when you pay for yeah, something, the, the it's not an entitlement. The government borrowed all the money out of it, but yeah. they, paid, they paid money into it. Mm-hmm. So then really, when you pay for something, in my opinion, I was wrong. That's not an entitlement policy. They paid for it. They paid for it. So again, so what does, um, you know, someone comes to you and says, okay, Medicare Part B or MedSup, what do you say to them? So again, if you came to me, if you were still working, Okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to do a comparison line item by line item compared to your employer plan versus being on Medicare and paying the federal government for your Part B, okay, which if you're making it under 85000 is going to be $135.50 a month just to be on Part B. It's being a member. It's like being, you know, in AAA or the AARP. You're, you're a member now. So to be a member of the club, you got to pay one hundred and thirty-five fifty. You don't even have to write it down, Michael, because that's right now. Next year it'll change. It's going to go up. <laughs> so <laughs> don't even write it down. But you got to decide which what's going to be cost cost effective for you. Stay on your employer plan if you're going to have less money out of pocket and the benefits are good enough that you're not going to be spending a maximum, you know, a lot, trillions of dollars out of pocket. Or is it going to be better for you to pay that one thirty-five fifty and then add a Medicare supplement? Okay, which is at minimum here in Florida for a woman turning 65 here in Florida, the minimum plan I could find for her, uh, Plan FF, is it Frank, which is most comprehensive. They literally can go to the doctor and hand their Medicare card and the supplement card, and they'll pay nothing out of pocket for all medically necessary uh, treatment. 
is going to be $179 a month. That's here in Florida. So you got $179 a month for a woman turning 65, plus the $135.50. She's making under $85,000. Now you also need a prescription drug plan. Mm -hmm. And the cheapest one in Florida is $13.40. So add that all up. You're my math man. What does that come to? There you go. Okay, so for $300 a month, you got the best care in the world. Mm -hmm. All right? You can go anywhere in the United States and its territories to see any doctor or facility as long as, as long as they are accepting Medicare. Mm-hmm. So You're she's over go. $300 a month. And if, if Michael's not working, then he has no choice. He, he would need to pay the $300 a month because he no longer has his employers. Or would there be a difference in the fees and cost? Well, being a member of Part B is going to be, the, you're going to pay the federal government the one, uh, you know, one uh, $35.50 no matter what. Right, because that's to be a member for Part B. Now, is that 130? Isn't there something about? And again, this is how, how I'm learning as well here. Isn't there some point where they can just take your or take the 135 out of the Part B of Medicare or of I'm sorry, of Social Security? Yeah, that's exactly where they take it out of immediately, so, so that so, they don't have any so problems. I don't they get physically paid. pay it; they just deduct it from yeah. my Social Security. Yeah, it's coming out right, exactly. Okay, unless okay. you didn't qualify. And yeah. you would have to pay for I, it. I'm unfortunately a little confused here. You're saying that that's like a membership. It is for so, Part B because it's optional. Okay, but that one thirty-five fifty mm-hmm. is going to take care of a certain amount of bills that Medicare doesn't pay. Yep, because Part B is your outpatient <laughs> services, and that's part. That's your direct part of Medicare. That's your Part doctors, B. All those other things beside the hospital. All your outpatient. Medical care, doctor visits, getting your blood drawn, having an MRI, um, going to have a colonoscopy, going to have uh, outpatient knee surgery. That's all covered under Part B. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you can have Part B and a private Medicare supplemental policy. That's correct. I didn't know you could have both. I, I don't oh, think most yeah. people know you could have both. Because with all the mortgages that I do, quite frankly, you know, you don't ask insurance questions, but you do ask liability questions. How much do you pay for this? How much do you pay for that? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember in my 37-year career somebody saying, "I have med- you know, they're taking this much out for Medicare Part B, and I have a supplemental policy. Yeah. I remember them saying one or the other, mm-hmm. but I cannot recall a time. When they could have both. Well, think about it because uh, a supplement now, Mm -hmm. okay, it's it's not an insurance. It's not insurance. You're literally taking a policy out on yourself. Right. In that respect, an insurance policy Mm -hmm. to pay your out-of-pocket costs that Medicare doesn't pay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that that 20% under Part B and your Medicare deductibles under Part A and co-pays and co-insurance. So that's what the policy is doing. It's paying your out-of-pocket costs. That Medicare doesn't pay that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. So that's so all it is. Distinct, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you. No, go. On you, Diane, but but the important distinction and what J- Diane just said, um, Mike, is that um, Medicare supplement supplements the parts that Medicare doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't pay for anything that Medicare doesn't pay for, and one of those things is custodial care. In the, in the area of long-term care. Medicare won't pay a dime of custodial care. And so what she's saying is, yes, Medicare supplement will supplement the parts that Medicare doesn't pay where there's a big deductible, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they will not pay for mm-hmm. the things that Medicare doesn't pay for, of which long-term care falls. So now enter the long-term care insurance world. So in a perfect world, which we don't live in, or at least 
75% of people don't live in. Let's stay, stay away from the top quarter of percent. You really should have Medicare, which you're going to get anyway as a citizen of this country. Medicare Part B, a Medicare supplemental policy, and then come to an expert and also have a long-term care insurance policy. Well, I don't understand why anybody wouldn't get Medicare. I pay, right now I'm 64. So I, I understand I can sign up later this year, but I can't get it till I'm 65. Mm-hmm. I, I, pay, I pay approximately 20, 000, a little over $20,000 a year for health insurance for my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Now I can get it for what it sounds like about $3,600 a year once I become eligible. Well, that's gonna depend on your income. Mark. On my yep. So the millions. first threshold was under eighty five thousand. So the one thirty five fifty is for the majority of Americans, middle America, that make under eighty five thousand or one hundred and seventy who are married and filed jointly. Right. Okay. Now if I make over that, yeah. If I you make over that, so they just my... added a new threshold uh, to the tiers. They're tier five. Uh, so if you make up to five hundred thousand dollars, okay, you make over five hundred thousand. The most anyone's going to pay, whether you're making five hundred thousand and one penny. Or you're making ten million dollars. Okay, you're only going to pay a little over four hundred dollars a month. A month. It's not a very big increase no, from five hundred thousand. No, it's not. Eighty-five thousand. It's it's not, and it's not. I don't think it was fair. Uh, I, I I think you you need to have a higher amount. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, of course. For the guy it's making pretty, a million dollars exactly. or two million. Okay. Yeah. Now you just heard where they're going to make up the deficit when the time comes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So so. Um, so, but, so that's the interesting aspect of this. Obviously, everybody needs to be on Medicare. It's great. It's why they keep talking about Medicare for all and everything else. I mean, it's, it is a government program that's really worked. So um, uh, we've got that. Uh, I don't, again, my mother has a supplement. Um, my wife has a supplement right now on my mother, my other mother-in-law, um, and my other mother. My mother and my mother-in-law. My, my mother-in-law is 97 years old. Right. Um, uh, she has the Medicare Advantage program. And my wife says, I don't know why anybody would get the supplement. The Medicare Advantage program has covered everything for this woman. She has a pacemaker. She just was in the hospital with, with uh, high blood pressure that wasn't able to be controlled. I mean, there's nothing that she's come across where they haven't. In fact, they're now sending her 24 balanced meals a day or something. I have no idea how this works, but they're sending her some sort of proactive health program as part of her Medicare Advantage program. Well, Mark, I mean, they're both the same benefits because they're the same benefits under Medicare, right? So the supplement is covering your out-of-pocket costs for the benefits under Medicare. The Medicare Advantage plan is going to duplicate the exact benefits under Medicare for the beneficiary and they can also add supplemental benefits like for hearing, glasses, and dental huh. care and other types so you of supplemental don't get that care. With Medicare Advantage? I thought you could get that with Medicare Advantage these days. Yeah, that does from something. You can get them additionally with Medicare Advantage, whereas course. the supplement plan is only covering your out of pocket costs for you up into how much you want. Some are all. So it's the same benefits of Medicare, whether it's Medicare Advantage or the Medicare supplement. So when I go, so I should. I'll come to you when they come when I turn sixty five and you tell me what I should get for as far as Medicare Advantage or Medicare supplement. You're like you're it already like you need it's both. already too like it's like you <laughs> said before, you're not it's like determining when you should declare social security. I yeah. Yeah. I but in regards care. to long term care, uh so I mean I, I see this every day, Mark. I'm sure you see this a lot and uh, also to you, Mike. Um, you know, I have a client 
Uh, the husband had a stroke, a severe one, in the hospital, treated in the hospital, uh, recovers and is treated as much as they can in the hospital, uh, paralyzed on one side. They go to a skilled nursing facility, uh, occupational therapy, to try to get use of his left arm again. They get to a certain point where that a, a maximum improvement, they release him. He still is uh, got paresis in his left arm. Goes home, can't button his shirt anymore, can't brush his teeth, can't eat. By himself. Mm-hmm. Medicare is not going to cover those type of daily activities if that is all they require. Because mm-hmm. that's called custodial care. Right. Part of those daily activities. Exactly right. Okay. It's, it's the it's stupidest thing right ever. Most people think they did be covered. And, it's and it should be. Really. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, that's, a that's a different debate. We can have that one. Well, we, got, we could all day long, but I mean, I can't, you know, I can't feed myself. So that uh, that's not going to be covered by Medicare until I pass out. You know, I, I, and have to go into. Exactly. A then I go into the facility. I got to go in the hospital now. They'll cover all your money. Yeah, the exactly. Mis- again, the misconception is that that a the product will or the or Medicare will cover you, which it won't. Right. Um, the the rule is that in order to get any coverage for just the skilled care portion, you have to have been in the hospital for at least three days, not counting the discharge day, and you have to be diagnosed to get better from what they discharge you for. So if you have a chronic condition and you're not going to get better from it. They're not going to pay a nickel. Okay, now the only thing, though, is on Medicare Advantage plans is Medicare Advantage plans that you do not uh, abide by the three-day rule. Okay. So on a lot of Medicare Advantage plans, uh, you don't have to have that three-day hospital rule. If you go right into the skilled nursing facility, they'll cover it. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's good to know because that's that's news to me. That's Mm -hmm. one of the things I didn't know. Um, The rule for Medicare, now now we're not talking Medicaid now, we're talking Medicare, is that if I'm married— I can protect one house, one car, and $123,600 of my savings. But if I'm single, my spouse moves, uh, you know, passes away, or I find myself, you know, without um, a second person in the house and the, and the like, I am now um, going to have to spend my assets down to I have a net worth of $2,000 or less in order to qualify for the safety blanket we call Medicaid. Right. Safety net for Medicaid, which is which is welfare. Yep. So exactly. when so you're married, it's a hundred and some odd thousand. When you're not married, as you long go as down I'm a couple, grand. one house, one car, one hundred twenty-three thousand six hundred. That don't bother to write that down either. That goes up every year every, as well. Yep. But um, but that but that's the but that's what you can protect if you're married. If you're not married, you, then you have to spend everything down. Yep. Now there's there's rules still to get around it, and you have to get the money out of your name and put it in for five years and all that other stuff. But and there's all kinds of dangers by doing that and horror stories that go with it, where yeah. people have transferred monies out of their names and then their kids go a different direction, for example, than they had anticipated mm-hmm. when that money's no longer in the parents' name. Um, but that's you know that's another conversation. That's the rules. That's how the that's how you have to qualify. And again, that's why. Getting a smart plan for Diane, and then this whole thing, in fact, is about a plan. That, let's back up a little. Yeah. The whole thing about what we're discussing, whether it be with Diane, whether it be with, with some of the other roles, is what's the plan that you're going to have in place to deal with getting older in the United States of America? Whether you're going to need health issues or mm-hmm. long-term care issues or pre um, uh, I mean, um, uh, your burial type insurance, 
whatever it is you're going to deal with, you have to have a plan. Yeah. Yep. Because if you don't have a plan, then you're, you're, all of your funds, all of your savings are subject to being yeah. taken away. There you go. That's what's amazing to me that people don't realize that. And I know. It's freedom. Freedom is a plan gives you freedom. What? I can't tell you how many clients I've had that have said to me, now I'm going to go take that cruise. Now I'm going to go add that addition to the house. Now I'm going to, because I, before I was worried that I needed this rainy day money in case. Now that I know that I have it taken care of, I feel much freer about spending some of my savings. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is that cliche that, you know, our parents have been saying and their parents have been saying forever, you know, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail or mm-hmm. planning to be yeah, one of those or the other way around. Um, one of those things. That's yeah, right. It is. But, a, I mean, but that's the that's the um, the truth of it. It is is that your audience needs to know that the paramount conclusion that we come to here is that you need a plan. Whatever that plan is, that makes you comfortable. Right? And it's not I'm going to put a gun in my mouth or I'm going to jump off the bridge or I'm going to do all these other things. You, you know, you get a cognitive impairment, you won't know where you hit the gun nor where the bridge is. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's not. That's not going to, that's not a logical plan. Well, let's you give them a, a plan. plan. Let's what give them a plan, plan Mark. Yeah. Let's give them a couple of scenarios. Yeah, let's do a couple of scenarios. Because, and then I want to talk at the end. I am going to come back in because this plan costs. Mm-hmm. You were up to a little over 300. I'm not going to guess what a long-term care insurance policy is, but it's X because there's so many different ones. Yeah. But then you multiply it by two, a husband and wife. Yeah. And suddenly that person that is retired on, Again, we're not talking the top 1%, but we're not talking about the needy and the lower income mm-hmm. bracket. That person that's uh, retired on 50, 60 grand a year, which is not hateful living, is suddenly paying 20% for his medical insurance premiums. Yep. Now let's add in your life insurance premiums. Let's add in your homeowner's insurance premiums. Let's add in your auto insurance <laughs> premiums. And it really is sometimes amazing when I write a reverse mortgage yeah. and people go, oh, I'm debt free. And you run their credit report. Yeah. It's an 800 credit score. They owe nothing on the cars, nothing on this. But they're handing out $1,400 a month in premiums. And it's, it's kind of a staggering thing to have hit you in the face, which, mm-hmm. which did with me a few years ago in my industry, which brought me to, to your guys' industry. A lot of premiums in this world. So let's see if we let's see if we can bring it down. But it's also a lot of reward. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, there's no doubt. It's better to have the premiums Mm -hmm. than to wipe out your savings in one long-term care. On a traditional long-term care policy, a person can have benefits that will pay them ten to twelve times easily what they paid into the policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to do it. You're not going to invest or leverage or save your money to make that kind of multiple. Nowhere. Well, let's give them a scenario, Mark. So I'll do a Medicare Advantage one for you first. All right. All right. Here in Florida, uh, Floridians are, are extremely um, lucky that a majority of the Medicare Advantage plans have no premium. Right. So they have no monthly premium. They actually can get there are several uh, plan sponsors where the maximum out of pocket in a calendar year is one thousand five hundred dollars. Right. So we're talking no premium. And the maximum you would have to pay out of pocket for your health care. Is one thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right good. now, now there's some, you know, uh, actionable clauses you've got to be careful of because you're you're in a network now, right. and you've got to see the doctors and the facilities in the network. If you go out of the network, you're you're not going to be able to receive the care unless it's an emergency. But if you can tolerate that, you're not a person that's traveling all over the place, right? All right, and you can tolerate it. That's 
that's a hell of an affordable plan for you. Yes. No premium per month. And the maximum you'd have to pay out of pocket in a, in a whole calendar year is $1,500 for your health care. Mm-hmm. You're saving well, a ton of money up. there. All right. Sign me up. All right. So now yeah. let's now you add in the part for the long-term care and how can we make this a, a valuable asset plan for them? Well, again, so we're going to assume that they're 65 in order to qualify. That's for right. Your, we're going to be 65. Right. And so, it's, it's, so again, a traditional policy uh-huh. um, would probably run them a couple hundred dollars a month on top of that in order to have $5,000 a month or so in benefits um, if they needed it for long-term care. Um, uh, but there are some new innovations today that has completely turned the equation on its head. And uh, one of those um, I've spoken about or hinted toward on this program before, but never spoke about, and we need to do that soon, Michael, yes. is a new plan through Nationwide called Care Matters, which this plan um, actually pays the beneficiary cash. And it allows them to pay in on a multiple choices of, of um, payment plans. They can pay in as a lump, they can use a lump sum, they can use a uh, five-year plan, plan, a 10-year plan, a paid up to 65 plan, or a paid up to 100 plan. All right, well, let's make this simple now, Mark, for the people that are watching. We're, we're going to dummy this down for me and for everybody else, right? Make it definitely, simple for them. Definitely for the host. Yeah. So, so 65, they mm-hmm. would take the amount of money they want to – it's their money. They're not putting. They're not paying a premium. They're putting their money into an account with this carrier, and, they're, and they're, they can always get their money back. So it's not it's not the same as paying a premium and never using it. What happens in this case, they're moving money, they're repositioning assets from one account to another account in their name. Mm-hmm. So they decide how much they want to move. They divide it by between the difference between 65 and 100 is 35. So they divide it by 35 and they move that money in over those 35 years. Right. What would be a, that, give a good example? What would that amount be? They want to they want to know what's the amount. Let's say they decided yeah, two hundred dollars a month. Or $200 a month would be $2,400 a year. Okay. $2,400 a year over 35 years is going to be over a little over $70,000. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So um, uh, so they're going to move $70,000 into the account. They want to get the money back? They can. Um, if, they, if they need it. If they need it, though, and they took it back, they wouldn't have long-term care insurance. So that would they shouldn't be u- thinking about using money they want to take back. Right. They're going to they're going to have a long term care benefit probably four times that amount. So if they got seventy thousand that they're moving in over time. They're going to be able to tap into um, uh, two hundred and fifty two hundred eighty thousand dollars if they need it in benefits. Right? If they don't need it and they pass away, their beneficiaries are going to get greater than the seventy thousand dollars back in the form of a death benefit. So one way or another. They're going to get more money back than they put into the plan. Either they're going to use it for long-term care or their beneficiaries are going to get it back based on what they paid in. Right. And, or they could take it back if they want. Right. So they they have all those assurances and they no longer have to say the biggest objection I always used to get was, well, what if I pay all this money in and I never need it? Right. Well, now they don't have to worry about that objection anymore. And then within the plan, there are certain, uh, benefits that have never been offered before. Um, there are things like the medical inflation index or to offset the, uh, to, to raise the benefit, amount of benefit you get paid each year 
based on what medical inflation goes up as opposed to general inflation. There's an option that says that um, on the 91st day, you get paid retroactively to the first day of care. So even though you might, you might have a 90-day deductible built into the plan, on the 91st day, they give you a check for the previous three months and the month going forward. But the very, very, very best thing about this plan is that it pays all the benefits in cash. It doesn't make you give them a receipt or an invoice or anything else. You, are, you're, you have a contracted amount to know that you're going to get paid by the insurance company the amount that they promised you when you signed the contract. And you're going to get that full amount whether you need it or not. And again, I've told this story before, but it's just so powerful. I don't know any other way to, to express it. My father passed away in, in January. My, my, they had a long-term care plan that paid in cash. Um, my mother collected $225,000 from the plan. He ended up spending $65,000 on his care because she kept him in an adult daycare center. And he, at the last six months of his life, she brought people in at night because she couldn't sleep when he was hallucinating and the like. She took the rest of the money, the difference between the $65,000 she spent and the, the $225,000 she collected, put it into the market at a time when the market wasn't going anywhere but up. The money more than doubled. She didn't have to take the $65,000 out of her savings or out of her investments to pay for the care because she had it from the from the insurance company. So that money stayed in the in, invested. And between the two, she made over a quarter of a million dollars profit. You could never ever do that with a traditional long-term care plan because it's only going to reimburse you what your actual expenses are. So whatever you actually spent, that's what they're going to give you. So you won't have excess money. But because she had a cash plan with the excess money, that's how come she was able to make that kind of, she ended up being much better off financially after my father passed than she was when he was alive. So that that's to amazing. me is a compelling story. It's very why compelling everybody should look at this. And, and how many uh, years on the plan, Mark, are the benefits available for long-term care? Well, I, I normally recommend under this new plan a six-year payout. Um, she, she collected that, that amount of money over three years. So you can collect it. The average stay for a woman going to a nursing home is, it depends on who you speak to, somewhere between 3.8 and 4.3 years. I mean, that's the average stay. Obviously, you got a cognitive impairment, you're there longer. Right. Women use and stay at, at, in long-term care facilities, assisted living in nursing homes, much longer than men, much longer. So, so if you go, if, if, I'm sure if you've ever been to a facility, you've noticed there's about seven or eight times more women there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Than are men. Right. right? So for M Michael's waiting for that moment because it's a target-rich environment yes. for him. <laughs> he figures he'll find the next lady of his life somewhere in a nursing home. That's that's a, eight that's eight a to one story. odds, I eight, think I've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. Thank so you. On, the, thank on that you, plan, Goose. you have a maximum uh, availability to have a, a six-year maximum for well, the long-term. Plan, but again, yeah. I have it going up with inflation. So right. Um, I sold once this morning to someone who I, I should say I helped somebody this morning apply for it. And when they did, they had uh, $440,000 starting out. But by the time they got to age 80, they had over a million dollars. So they, the amount of money that could come to them was way in excess of what they'll probably need. So there's a perfect example where uh, a middle-aged couple, okay, could 
uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. I'm speaking Florida, uh, could have a Medicare Advantage plan with no monthly premium, with a maximum out-of-pocket of $1,500. Again, I, I've told you, you would have to stick to the network of their doctors and their facilities. It's going to be a small network because you're, you're looking at a county. Okay, so if you're here in Pasco County, you're looking at the doctors and facilities in Pasco County, except for emergencies. Uh, but that gives you so much to free up your money that you'd be able to put a plan in place for long-term care, just like Mark stated, uh, with the new nationwide plan. You could have to coverage up to six years, and then with the inflation factor, and you have the death benefit on top of it, and you can get your money back later on. I mean, that's an excellent plan right there. Okay. I don't know. Again, how can you go wrong? One way or the other, you're getting your money back. There you go. Yeah, that's what I have to ask because I'm so used to hearing it in my reverse mortgage world. When I say the heirs are protected, you have no debt service while you're alive. I'm not going to do a reverse mortgage pitch. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. And blah, they look blah, you blah. straight in the eye and go, that's incredible. Now tell me the other side. It can't. All, what happens when the next foot drops? What, what's wrong with what, what you're both discussing right now? To a layman like me, and I am a layman in your worlds, mm-hmm. is staggering. Why wouldn't everyone that could afford because it? they don't know about it, Michael. They yeah. don't know. That's, That's the whole thing. They don't yeah. know. Ignorance is bliss, and they don't know. And, they, and they, they hear things. They go to the bridge game. They go to the water aerobics. They go to the whatever, the clubhouse, and they hear things. Mahjong. And, and, and these things are from left field, and they take them as gospel, and all of a sudden, that's the rule of the world. As they know it, and it's just not so. Until the walls start caving in, and then they realize. Well, it's always in. after the fact, right? It, it's yeah. not proactive; it's passive. Yeah, that's how. So, it hey, let, me, let me let me change wow. the subject a yeah, little that, bit. We're going to change the subject. Like, we talking about the Yankees? What are we going to talk about? I want to lighten it up a little bit. Um, uh, talk to me. You've been doing this for a lot of years, even though you're still very young. Um, He's so kind. What is, he is. What is one of the most unusual stories you have of how you help someone? or came across, you know, getting somebody care in an unusual environment when you did it. So a few years ago uh, here in Florida, we've had multiple Medicare Advantage uh, plan sponsors that have been terminated by Medicare. And at that time, one of the plans was being uh, terminated, and it was called uh, Physicians United Plan, PUP for short. And I had a, a client future client that called me and said that uh, they were having a problem because his wife had end-stage renal failure. The Medicare Advantage plan was terminated by Medicare, and they can't get on to another Medicare Advantage plan because uh, one of the disqualifications is if a person has kidney failure. Well, they're on dialysis. They mm-hmm. they can't jump on to another Medicare Advantage plan. And I said, sir, but... Your wife was on the PUP plan? She, he said, yes. I said, well, that's a special exception because they were terminated mm-hmm. by CMS. And because they were terminated, you have that right now to go on to any Medicare Advantage plan with no discrimination whatsoever. So what they told you was not true. The actual underwriter that he was talking to told them this? Yeah. So I said, well, you know, what plan do you want to be on? So we discussed it and I met with them and we talked you know, about their history and we found what plan was right for them. I called with them to the plan sponsor, and we got the, the, the first poor per, uh, customer service representative that answered the phone and explained the situation, and they were arguing with me that they couldn't be on the plan. So I immediately asked for the supervisor, went through it with them. I had to go four levels up until I finally got someone that understood the law 
that I got to them and said, look it up. You have to take this person because the plan was terminated. You cannot discriminate against them and can't deny them coverage because she is on dialysis and has kidney failure. And finally, after four levels in management, they got through to someone that knew what was going on. And they said, I was absolutely right. I said, I know I'm friggin' absolutely right. What do you think? I'm sitting here on the phone for over an hour of talking without to you. you. Can you imagine? Exactly. A, a, a How many people? Person. You just heard, Michael, in a snapshot, you just heard the key component of all the things, as knowledgeable as Diane is, the key component in the service she provides is advocacy for her clients. Of course. There's yes. no way that her client would have understood how to navigate no. the byways and highways of that Absolutely system. Absolutely not. And how and many millions she brought to the attention of, of until she got it done right. And again, that's the biggest problem you have with, with the medical profession, in, yes. in my opinion, is if you go into the hospital alone, you're talk about being a risk taker. Oh, yeah. Who the hell knows what's going to happen to you unless you have somebody on your side? You're right. Your, your, your example literally gives me the chills. Because how many, not thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands, how many millions of seniors are trying to do that on their own, may even catch a glimpse of some real education in a show like this right. or your podcast mm-hmm. or one of your public speaking. They, they catch a glimpse of it, right. but they wouldn't have went four deep with a national nope. underwriter. Absolutely not. How many millions of people are going without suffering renal failure, not being able to afford... I mean, it's just staggering. I mean, I know I'm like, I'm naive when it comes to this. I because every time I hear one of you speak, I go, this I can't will pick be. up on, on Diane said that one of the most rewarding th- experiences I ever had was a client who, when I signed him up for long term care this from 20 years ago, hadn't been to the doctor. And one of the requirements in long term care is that you've seen the doctor at least once in the last two years. And so I said to him, if you're going to really apply for this, you're going to have to go to the doctor. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll go. Well, when he went, he got diagnosed with prostate cancer. And he called me back and he said, thank God you made me go because you saved my life. I would never have known this had you not gone. Right. One of the things, Diane, I, I understand that you've been a real pioneer in is that you're a bilingual um, uh, representative. I speak Brooklynese. <laughs> Brooklynese. So I and I know all the curse words in Spanish. Is that what you're referring to? No, I think to? you might be confused. <laughs> you're with, confusing with, me. With my co-hostess oh, with the most that is oh, in here. With Nada. She was Nada. Nada. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. no. Okay. But I am talented with Brooklynese and yeah, some curse words. Yeah, she talks No, I heard the Brooklyn. <laughs> we just forget about it. and uh, you know. Forget about it. Hey. Hey. Here's your Medicare supplement. You know, um, first of all, it, it's unbelievable that we only have nine minutes left. If are John, you serious? If John didn't just say that in my ear. No way. I would have said we were on for 15 minutes. Uh, so obviously, this <laughs> is why this is why you're going to so be regular. Right. Whatever direction you want, Michael, or I can oh, tell you no. a charming well, story. Well, we got to help them now. We well, got to make sure I, I they know I, how to have a good charming, plan. What do we have, nine minutes left now, John? Wow. Eight minutes. Do your so charming my, story so in my, seven, because so I wife, need a minute. My wife is bilingual. By what? Um, my wife is bilingual. Okay. Thank you. Buy something, yes. And um, uh, she used to be an agent when I was running the American. Amex Life was one of the leading providers of long-term care back in the early days, in the early 90s. <clears throat> and I was running an office in Houston and New Orleans. And my wife had come to work there as an agent. She wasn't my wife at the time. She had come to work there as an Secretary. agent. And, um, and no, as an agent. And, um, uh, and I would send her out when I knew I had... You know, it's Texas, so I knew I had Hispanic-speaking um, um, uh, clients who would mm-hmm. be more comfortable that way. 
and I sent her out on a on a particular uh, in person who inquired, and it turned out that the man lived in a clothing optional um, uh, residential community, a, a nudist colony, hmm. and. She went to the front gate and asked um, for him. And they said, oh, yes, oh, okay, well, we'll call him and let him know. And they, he told her that he was okay to send her back to his bungalow or whatever it was he had. And sure enough, there he was without a stitch of clothing on um, <laughs> in, the, uh, in, the, in this facility. And he, he led her over to a kitchen table, which was made, uh, a dining room table, I should say, which was all glass. And it had the words on there, things may appear larger. Oh, yeah, then they appear. Okay. <laughs> I knew we were going somewhere with that. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is a true story. Yes. This, uh, not so much the words on the glass. I add that one. Okay. But the rest of it's true. So this was the situation she found herself in. And I just share that as a way of, of saying, like, you know, you'll never, you never know what you're going to run into, people of all kinds that might need. Care, but that story has always stuck with me. Yes, I have a similar story, but I'm not going to tell it. It's all, it's very G-rated. When I was a young mortgage person, I was sent up here, uh, very close to here, to a uh, clothing optional um, place to do mortgages. And I walked in, and being in my 20s, I, I was definitely taken back. And uh, uh, but we're not going to we're not going to waste part of our four minutes, <laughs> five minutes well, left I, on that I story. I said to you, it was like I was trying to bring some. We've had, talked about a lot of heavy subjects well, so far. I'm getting. Well, I'm going to go. I'm getting. Let me, let me, can I ask Diane a question? Yeah, we Diane. have five minutes left. Okay, Diane, do you have any health qualifications whatsoever on the Medicare supplement or the Medicare Advantage? Do I have any what? Health qualifications. I can't get everybody long-term care. They have to health qualify. For oh, I see what you're saying. Well, you know, they keep changing them to make it harder. Okay, so uh, prior to July of 2018. Uh, I was able to get people that were diagnosed with cancer and having active chemotherapy on Medicare supplement plans. Oh, my God. I was able to find them and get them on it. Uh, but from July of 2018, no more. So no a person more. that has active cancer receiving you know, chemotherapy radiation will not qualify. A person that's... You can still get Medicare, right? Oh, be... yeah, yeah, Medicare. You're also... you I'm just talking about a Medicare supplement. Medicare, no, right? not country? for... Okay. For Medi original Medicare, and you cannot get turned down on a Medicare Advantage plan either. There's no discrimination because it's directly part of Medicare. So you can be on a Medicare wow. Advantage plan also. So she could get a Medicare Advantage absolutely. plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. See, that's a wonderful thing. At least 30% of the people that I apply for long-term care with don't get approved. So yeah, I know. Important. Right. So another another a key factor that comes up with that, Mark, is that you couldn't have been an inpatient in the last 90 days in the hospital. So, no. you know, sometimes they might have to, you know, wait that extra month to make sure they pass that, you know, 90 days from that 90 day period. And then you can reapply that's, again. That's, that's those are those are important things to know. Because yep. when do people first reach out for this? You know, it's just like when they want the fire insurance, when the house is oh, already after the fire, uh, Yeah, after smoke. it's burned down. I know. Well, yeah. 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 One of the reasons why you're both going to become regular guests, and I appreciate that. Again, it just, I, I know I overuse two words. I, I'm told that when I do my writing and I do my public speaking, and those two words are incredible and staggering. They're my favorite descriptive adjectives. But, but it is staggering to me that not 10% or 50%, I'd have to say 90% of the public doesn't understand. I'm one of those 90. You guys keep teaching me more. Um, you guys, Bill Comfort, Peter Gelbwax, um, yeah, 
Carol Golden, the people that I've been lucky enough to meet through your circle, Mark, you know, keep teaching me. And of course, it's always about education. And it's also about payment. I got to bring it home a little bit. Um, you know, how do you pay for these things, even when you know you need them? Um, but I think one of the things that I want to discuss on another show is your specialty is you have to be 65 years old. Well, not really. Okay, that's the for the majority of Americans. For the majority of Okay, America. you can be under 65, okay, if you have been by your state certified as disabled. Okay. Okay. Or if you uh, have Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. You know, see what I'm saying? So there are there some, are, but some on exceptions. But you got to be 60. Yeah, the majority. Failure, yeah, the renal failure, of course. And the renal yeah. failure, okay. Of course. So well, let's just say for a second, because we're running out of time. The ma- abnormal circumstances aside, aside the you majority. have to be 65 for your world. I'm always complaining that in your world and my world, the reverse mortgage world, we don't relate to each other, and we should. We should be married to each other. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then your world, which I'm in love with, which is why I'm studying for my insurance license, the long-term care insurance world, correct me if I'm wrong, but the best, most opportune time to get that is in your 40s and 50s when you're healthy. Am I Our overstating average applicant it? is 57. All right, so your world is in the 50s. My world is in the low 60s. Your world is in the mid-60s and above. And am I being Captain Obvious, like on the TV commercials, to state that that's one of the reasons these three staggering industries that is supposed to all take care of the same people Mm -hmm. in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, but we don't get together in their 40s, 50s, and 60s unless it's in a forum like this. That's right. Well, am first I, of all, no, you're not at all because the people think the everybody thinks that they're like indestructible. They're all Superman and Wonder Women. Well, there's only and nothing's ever going to happen, yes. right? Yes, that's always what the problem is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall and, and you know end up in hospital and need long term care. Yeah. I'm not, that's not going to happen but to me. The older you get, those thoughts start happening immediately. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you hit fifty, you start thinking about yeah. that. As soon as you fall down. I, 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 do, I do public talks all the time, and I say to the audience, "How many people here think that somebody in this room is going to need long term care?" Oops, me, 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 me. Everybody mm-hmm. raises their hand, right? How many people think it's going to happen to them? Nobody raises their hand. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that uh, you know, one of our mutual friends, Bill Comfort. Uh, when he was on the show, and I just love listening you know, to Bill speak. He was talking about different surveys. Two out of three people are going to need long-term care. One survey said 50-50. Mm-hmm. One survey said 90%. He said, forget all. I remember this like it was yesterday, and because it, it was years ago when I hear, heard him say it. I'm talking to you, sir, you, ma'am. Either you're getting it or you're not. The surveys don't mean anything. You know, you're either getting it or not. Um, we have less than a minute to go. It's just amazing that this hour went Bill by. Bill had one of the best quotes ever, Michael. That was 52.3% of all statistics are made up. That's Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. right. Well, you both are going to come back. We uh, Thank you for that. We have to talk more about education, getting this out. Let me remind the audience, because I don't remind them enough. I didn't remind them enough during this show, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Go to www.62whoknew. If you're in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and you need long-term care insurance, if you're 65 and above and want to learn about Medicare and Medicare supplemental policies, he just said 20 seconds in my ear. (laughs) If you're 60 or above, notice I didn't say 62. If you're 60 and above, go to the same website, 62whoknew.com, and ask me more uh, questions about reverse mortgage. We're running out of time. Next week is going to be great. Thank you to both of you. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye.